Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Monday means EJ Raddick from the NHL Network. NHL now, 4 to 6 Eastern as we get ready for the postseason. How are you, EJ? I am good, Don. I can't wait till next Monday. That's right. Next Monday, uh, hopefully you're available. We're going to do a real deep dive, make predictions, the whole thing. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, we'll make my we'll, we'll make it work. Okay. You know, I'm not big on listen. I'm not the biggest fan of predictions because, like I always say, if I knew what was going to happen, I would certainly be by a pool somewhere, very comfortable. And not worrying about anything. I'd have a lot of money, but clearly that is not the case. But so, uh, at any rate, we will we'll make the predictions anyway. You should take my attitude. Last year I was pretty good. Last year I was pretty good. You should take my attitude, where I'll pick a team to win, and if they don't win, it's on them. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> I think that's true. That's true. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's you had nothing to do with it. Right. I just made the yeah. prediction, and they screwed they it up. They made the prediction. They screwed it up. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, where to begin? Anyway, there, there, there's so much conversation. I guess we'll start in the East where you've got, you know, technically four teams for two spots. Buffalo's on life support. As a matter of fact, I was just doing the math, EJ. I think if they lose tonight or if the Islanders and Panthers both win tonight, Buffalo's eliminated. But let's include them. Pittsburgh, the problem with Pittsburgh is they're winning. They're actually playing pretty well, but the Islanders and Panthers – have been able to follow suit here, so eventually you're going to run out of road, but uh, how, how do you see this uh, playing out over the next couple of games here between Florida, the Islanders, and the Penguins? Well, it's it's really wide open, right? I mean, the pa- the Penguins have the easiest schedule. I mean, on paper, they've got, uh, I believe it's a home game against Chicago and, uh, and then a road game against Columbus, right? Now, Columbus is a little bit of a rival with Pittsburgh, and I would imagine that the Jackets would love nothing more than to stick a pin in the Penguins. But to what end for them? I mean, they are kind of in the mix for the favorable spot in the lottery. So I don't you know. And they're really, I mean, they have got the duo in goal of Michael Hutcherson and John Gillies right now. And right. Uh, neither of those guys has really distinguished themselves in the National Hockey League over the years. So... I mean, even if the Jackets were to play well, I don't think either of those goaltenders really worries you if you're playing well. And so, they're so decimated. I mean, no line A, uh, yeah, no Rowinski. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I, mean, I called the game on Saturday. They just had all nothing. All year. Yeah. All year they've been decimated. And it's, you know, I'll tell you what, if there's anybody I'm rooting for to get the first pick in the draft, it's Columbus. Because. They've had a lot of misfortune there. They had guys who wanted to leave and have left and forced their way out. And, um, you know, it's a great hockey town. And the people love their hockey there. you got young kids that are coming out of that area now. I, I just would love to see them. It would be great for them to get that kind of boost to have a young player like Connor Bedard. But, I mean, the bottom line is they're going to have a high pick anyway, and this is a good draft. 
so they might get an Adam Fantilli or any number of different young players that are near the top of the draft this year. But back to the conversation is, I mean, they are a very beatable team right now, and you're right, they're, they're decimated. So Pittsburgh on paper has that advantage, but it doesn't matter because the Islanders can beat Washington and Montreal, and the Panthers can beat Toronto and I think it's Carolina. And, you know, Carolina may not have anything to play for in that last game. What Pittsburgh does is inconsequential. So, you know, uh, it's hard to say how it's going to play out, though, because I know this. The Capitals have some injuries right now, and I don't think Ovechkin's going to play in the game against the Honors tonight. And with that said, the Washington Capitals are a prideful group, and they have given the Honors trouble this year. The Honors beat them last time, but it was a tight game. I think it was a shootout. Capitals won the previous two, so that's not a gimme. And, you know, then the last game of the year they played home against the Montreal Canadiens, and the Canadiens, I can recall, earlier in the year beating the Islanders in overtime. So um, they will have their challenges. Florida will have their challenge. Florida has a big question, right? Like Bobrovsky seemingly healthy now. Alex Lyon has run the table for you. He's been your guy. He's been terrific in this winning streak. Do you stay with Alex Lyon, or do you go back to Bobrovsky for these last two? So that's another question mark that uh, is part of the mix here. So I, I think it will be a kind of a crazy week for those franchises. It'll be a frustrating yeah. week for those franchises because, let's face it, you could see a scenario where the Islanders and Panthers lose and the Penguins lose a game. I mean, it's just not out of the realm of possibility despite the fact that we think they should win. So it's going to be a maddening week, I think, for the fans of all three teams. and. Two fan bases will be happy, and the other one will be uh, not as much. Yeah, and Penguins do not have a tiebreaker, so they got to win outright. It doesn't seem like it's a, a problem now because it's only one point, but over the next two, if there are three-point games or ties, right. you know, that You're kind of affects right. Pittsburgh. Now, Florida, you said that maybe it's meaningless for Carolina. Well, Carolina plays Ottawa tonight. So if Carolina wins that game, that gets them to 111. The Devils play Buffalo in the second of back-to-backs t- tomorrow because the Sabres will play tonight against the Rangers. So if the Devils were to lose that game, that would lock the division up for Carolina and make it meaningless. I'm starting to think that the Devils would beat Buffalo and make that game meaningful for Carolina, which could be bad news for Florida because I still think Carolina wants to win the division, avoid having to play the Rangers in the first round and, and settle on the wild card. So... I don't think it's going to be meaningless for Carolina, so the path probably way more difficult for the Panthers than it is for the Islanders and the Penguins. Yeah, I think you know you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. So we'll, it will be, but again, one game scenarios, and in the end, for the teams that are win or in, and then the teams that are just playing for seeding, these are all human beings. You can't trick them. They know which is more important. Hey. And for the Florida Panthers, it'll be. A tooth and nail battle, and for the Carolina Hurricanes, it'll be like great if we win, and if we don't, well, we'll play the Rangers. In the first yeah, round. well, listen, they're at least you know, they're in. So, exactly, exactly. So and ask think. the and ask the Calgary Flames how easy the Chicago Blackhawks are. There you go. There's a great example. Or the San Jose Sharks. You know, the Winnipeg Jets are in the predicament they're in only because of the San Jose Sharks because they lost to the Sharks twice, and uh, now they play them again tonight. And they've got to hope they find a way to beat them tonight because, uh, you know, that would go a long way into securing them a spot in the playoffs, especially with Calgary facing off with Nashville tonight. So 
Um, you just don't know. That's why when you ask me, you know, when we talk about these things, when I talk about it on our show, when you and I talk about it here on the podcast, like, I, I always try to get across the fans. This league is close. It is tight. You just mentioned how Columbus has got all these injuries, and they do. But on any given night, because of how tight this league is, even with guys coming out of, you know, from the minors, look at Nashville. They traded away several guys. They have all their key players hurt, pretty much except for their goalie. And here they are. They've done nothing but have a nice run down the stretch, maybe their best run of the season. And it's the only reason why they're still in the playoff chase. So it's a close league, and you just never know who's going to win on a night-to-night basis. You never know who's playing through injury and maybe uh, not up to snuff on that particular evening. So it's going to be an interesting week for those teams. The teams that are in, they got to be feeling really good about themselves that uh, you know they don't have that, that life-and-death struggle down the stretch here in the final week of the season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Somebody we both know well, Mike Greenberg's got a, a, a new book out about you know numbers and and, and uniform numbers and just numbers in that. sports. And um, we had him on in studio, and he did a pretty good job with hockey. Oars four, he's got Gretzky ninety nine, he's got Lemieux sixty six. I beat him up for going with Gronk over Crosby at eighty seven. But we were having a conversation off the air, and I said, you know what? I said in in, in five or ten years, if you wrote this book. 97's Connor McDavid. And he's like, yeah, yeah, so how good do you think Connor McDavid is? I, I, I said, how good is he going to be? I mean, how good is he now? And, yeah. you know, this weekend, 151 points. He's only the sixth player ever to eclipse 150. Uh, it, it's And I know things are a little bit more wide open. We're going to have a couple of you – know, we have already have two 60-goal scorers with Pasternak getting two – uh, last night, but uh, it, it's special. Edmonton special right now. They're heading to the playoffs right now, riding a seven-game winning streak. Uh, this might be the coming-out party for Connor McDavid because he finally might be on a team. EJ, last year I know they went to the conference final, but they were swept and dearly didn't put much much of a fight with with Smith and Goal. This could be the coming-out party because if you don't know who Connor McDavid is right now, I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to know by the end of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know why people wouldn't know who he is already. But, I'm just talking about <laughs> the general right, populace right, of sports. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get to the Stanley Cup final, then you're kind of more, even more on the radar. Um, I agree with that. They're a dangerous team right now. I mean, if they can remain healthy, um, you know, I like the mix. I, I think they're Kenny Holland has done a great job, kind of building up his back end forwards and his. He's a little more depth on defense, and some of the younger players have matured now. And he's, uh, Jay Woodcroft is doing a nice job on the bench, and Stuart Skinner has become a pretty solid goaltender. He's an all-star this year, and he's played very well almost from beginning to end of the season. And even Jack Campbell, who was brought in on the bigger money deal to be the goalie, uh, you know, he has played better of late, so at least you have that there as well for a little more depth but uh, yeah I like their team and I mean it's hard not to like them when you think of their their top six forwards 
I mean, those guys can beat you at any moment of the game, in any situation. Um, and their power play is clicking at the highest percentage, I believe, ever in National Hockey League history, over 30%. So uh, they're a dangerous team right now. I mean, uh, there's just no doubt about it. And early, early in the year, when it was still uncertain about where they were going to be, on our show we talked about, you know, from which team from Canada you like better this year to win. And, like, at the time, Winnipeg going to be playing well, and, of course, Toronto's got a good team. But in the end, I still liked Edmonton more just because mm. – those two guys at the top of their lineup, they're just such wild cards in terms of how they can beat you and how good they are. So um, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch down the stretch. they got a really interesting regular season game uh, tomorrow night against the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado, and I believe that's an ESPN game. That's one you've got to check off on your, on your list of must-watch games um, because you could see those two teams again playing in the uh, playing maybe in the conference final again this year, and Boy, they've been fun to watch. So we'll see. Now, you know, again, tight, as I mentioned before. And if there's any kind of fall off, you know, they could easily get knocked out. But McDavid has had a year for the ages. So is Dry Seidel. So is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I mean, they got 300 point scorers. It's a real, a real dangerous team. Um, Kings have dropped three in a row uh, very quietly and, and now are threatened to fall into the wild card if they're not careful. Uh, Seattle's got a game in hand. Uh, what's been happening with the Kings, and do you think they can hold on to that three? Well, I think they can hold on to it, but you know, I, don't, I think Seattle has the, has the advantage in the tiebreak, so that would they be do. problematic too, right? So, you know... I think they can. Here's what's been going on. They lost Mikey Anderson on defense. They lost Kevin Fiala up front to injury. Both guys have been out throughout this stretch. Without Fiala, he is a speed forward that gives him a little extra oof up front, so to speak, and gives Todd McCullen more options with his forward group, right? So he's been out. Also, Gabe Velarde's been out as well, and he's been one of their better players this year. So they're a little short up front. And met Mikey Anderson has been such a good pairing with Drew Doughty this year. It changes the mix on defense. And so, you know, they just, have, they just haven't been as good of late. They've had some tight losses. They had, a tight, they had two, a pair of, of low-scoring losses to the Oilers, which was a credit, I think, to the Oilers, showing that, you know, they can play in those type of games and win those games. And then they just lost to the Avalanche uh, on Saturday night, and it was a it was a really good game, and they seem to be trending in the right direction again. So, I think the key though is going to really is going to be getting Fiala and Anderson back in the lineup for them. I mean, I always say it: injuries and matchups this time of year are important, and uh, they need to get those guys healthy. And one other thing with the Kings, and he's really flown under the radar this year again, but Adrian Kempe has become a real star player in this league. He had a hell of a goal the other night uh, against. Against Colorado, I believe he's got 38 goals now on the season. And, uh, you know, under the radar, there's another guy. And that's just set back-to-back really good offensive seasons now. So so we'll see where the Kings go. I think they're still kind of trying to figure out what they want to do in goal with Copley or Corpusalo. Copley played the other night. I thought he played okay. Probably go either way. Um, but we'll see how it plays out, whether or not they can hold on to the uh, – you know, to that spot in the, like the three-hole, basically, in the Pacific, because I think with Edmonton stretch and, and Vegas at the top, uh, I think that's that's where they're going to settle in, if not yeah. fall behind and finish, finish forward. So I, I don't know if either one is good news for the Kings, because, um, you know, if they finish 
in the fourth spot, they're more likely than not going to play Vegas in the first round. And Vegas is going to, I guess, given the choice, maybe you're better off playing Vegas. They're just not as offensively dangerous as as the Edmonton Oilers, but Vegas has been very good this year, and they've found ways to win all kinds of one-goal games. Yeah, pretty crazy. Kings, two games left, home against the Canucks tonight. They'll finish up the season in Anaheim against the Ducks. Seattle's got three games left tonight in Arizona, then a home-and-home against Vegas. So if Seattle wins out, they get the three seed because they've got the game in hand and the tiebreaker, but that's a tough end to the schedule for the Kraken. Yeah, and... And Vegas uh, is playing for something, right? Vegas is playing maybe to get that first seed. And, uh, you know, Vegas-LA first-round matchup would be really interesting just because of the Jonathan Quick factor sure. and all that. Quick did not play when the two teams faced off the other night in Vegas, uh, and L.A. really struggled in that game. That was the worst of their losses. They got behind early and got kind of blown out by Vegas. They played better against Colorado, I thought, and, you know, again, I think that they need Fiala and Anderson back in the lineup if they're going to really make any kind of push. Any kind of word on White Cloud? He really did not look good yeah, at the end of that game. Yeah, I saw that, and that was really, really unfortunate because, you know, Vegas has, you know, Vegas is one of those teams, look at their special teams are not good. Like this year, you know, just by the numbers, their special teams have not been really helpful for them this year. They've, they've got a lot of it done with just their really good, strong five-on-five play, and they defend really well and they don't give up a lot even with rotating goalies and part of that is that really good strong big talented defense and you know Shea Theodore missed time and now Zach Whitecloud he had to be helped off and it did not look good when he left that game against Dallas on uh, on Saturday so we'll have to keep an eye on that situation but if you're asking me it seems like he's going to be out a little while. I know they don't have anything to play for they're locked into the three seed in the Atlantic but any concern for the Lightning Three straight losses, 19 goals allowed in that span. I believe two of those games were were started by Brian Elliott. Um, yes. I don't have any because, like, I saw what they did in, you know, right before that. They went into Boston, played a physical, hard game, lost 2-1. to one. Went into Carolina two days later, three days later, beat Carolina 4 nothing, played really well. And then they got another, they beat the Otters like 5 nothing at home. And then they went on the road. They've been they've been not been good on the road this year. I mean, that is the part that's a little bit concerning. And they're under 500 on the road, but I just think you just have to give them the pass. I mean, they've been to three straight Stanley Cup finals. They got uh, you know, if not the best goalie in the league, one of the best, right? On, on an overall picture, he's had a good year. He hasn't maybe had as good a year as Olmark, or you know, we could cherry pick one or two other guys this season, but. But, you know, everybody's going to take their chances with uh, with him in the playoffs, right? So um, they're still throwing up front. They, you know, the D is maybe not as good as it was in the past, but it's still pretty good. And Hedman looks like he's been playing well. So, you know, it's going to be a hell of a matchup with Toronto. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs, if they're going to advance, they're going to have to beat a really good team that knows how to win. So yep. I'm not that concerned. I mean, in the end, maybe it's a moot point because the Boston Bruins just, just keep winning. And... You know, that's really an unbelievable story this year. That's the question, right? So, Donnie, is like we've seen it before. Teams that have unbelievable regular seasons, and really in all sports when you look at it, because in a lot of sports where teams have had great regular seasons, they don't win for whatever reason. So that'll be the challenge for the Boston Bruins. But, boy, they're loaded, and they're going to get 
they're getting even healthier as they get towards the postseason. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be really curious to see what Jim Montgomery does with the goalies if he does go to any type of rotation just because that's what he's done all year and it's worked for them. So, we'll see. Yeah, I thought that was an entertaining game Saturday night. Devils gave up a couple of quick goals, and I thought they hung in well with Boston. I know the Bruins don't have anything game. to play for, but that was a great, good playoff atmosphere game. And I think the Devils have really impressed me outside of that loss in Winnipeg, and that was the second of back-to-backs, and that was probably an aberration. They've really impressed me here down the stretch, and I'm starting to get convinced now that maybe despite the inexperience, they may be built for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, again, like we've talked about, Donnie, right? I mean, that's a young group. They're excited. They're thrilled to be there. They don't, you know, they're like one of those, they're a wild card to me. They, you know, they don't seem like a team that's phased by a lot. I mean, Jack Hughes, he just loves, he loves playing the Rangers. He loves the big spot. He doesn't seem to be, you know, he just goes and plays, and he's a hell of a player. And, you know, Brad had a beautiful goal the other night. I mean, their defenses is pretty good. The goal today was nice to see Blackwood. Blackwood always seems to play well in Boston. Uh, and he played pretty well after getting up two early goals. Um, you know, this is a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. Like I said, they're, they're one of the fastest teams in the league. And even the Bruins, I think, were, you know, you have to. When you play the Devils, you cannot allow them to get in. They will beat you at that. So, you know, that will be the challenge for anybody who plays the Devils. But, uh, you know, if the goaltenders play well, if Vatacek plays well, or for whatever reason, if Blackwood is called upon and plays well, they're going to have a chance, I mean, to beat anybody they play. They're that good, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Luke Hughes, because I don't know for sure, but I'm thinking maybe he'll play tomorrow night against Buffalo, Um, but I would think he's going to get in one of these last two games, and what does that mean moving forward? Does he have a chance to be in the lineup? I would would think not in the playoffs, at least at the start. But it's nice to have him around just in case you feel like yeah. you need somebody to jump in there because he's a heck of a talent. Yeah, there's no question about that. EJ, great stuff. Get ready. Do your homework. We'll have a big preview right. show coming up next week, all right? You got it, my friends. All right. That is the great EJ Raddick. Catch him on NHL Now on the NHL Network, 4 to 6 Eastern. Always a lot of fun to talk to EJ. Some big games tonight. Rangers home for the Buffalo Sabres. I'll do the pre and post for that. Buffalo on fumes, still mathematically alive. Rangers can still technically catch Carolina for first and the Devils for home ice, although it just get the feel like it's going to be Rangers and Devils in the first round. But the Rangers came off a 4 nothing win over the Blue Jackets on Saturday. See if they can keep it going. Looks like Shesterkin's going to make the start uh, against Levi for Buffalo. Islanders at Washington. You heard EJ say looks like Noah Ovechkin for the Caps. So Islanders trying to keep pace with the Panthers. Jets and the Sharks from Winnipeg. Jets can not wrap things up, but certainly take a step in the right direction. Carolina in Ottawa. So a Carolina win tonight uh, would put them in firm uh, position to win the division. Toronto and Florida. That's the matchup tonight. That's a huge game. Toronto doesn't have anything to play for, but they've been really a thorn in the Panthers' side. Panthers have tough games. Toronto and Carolina to close out the season. So that's a huge, huge game tonight for the Florida Panthers, and they will go with Alex Lyon between the pipes. Stars and the Red Wings. Blackhawks home for the Wild. The two teams that have a shot to still make it in the West, the Predators and the Flames. Flames a point back. Nashville three points back of Winnipeg. That's at 9.30. The Kraken trying to keep pace with the Kings. They're in Arizona to take on the Coyotes while the Kings play host to the Canucks. The Canucks won an overtime over Calgary. That was a huge loss 
for the Flames on Saturday. How cool was it to see all 32 teams in action? First time in the history of the National Hockey League that that's happened because we've only had two seasons with 32 teams. But to be able to have 16 games all going throughout the day, ABC had a triple header. That was a lot of fun as we get into the last week of the season. Down and dirty, still positioning. They've got divisions up for grabs. Uh, who is going to win the Metropolitan Division with the Devils just a point back? Uh, who can still win the Central with Colorado two points up on Dallas and four points up on Minnesota? Vegas has a two-point lead on Edmonton in the Pacific Division, so you've got three of the four divisions still up for grabs. Positioning, home ice, and still a couple of teams on the outside looking in that can make the postseason. So we're all over it. Back with you on Wednesday. We'll get your feedback then on Twitter at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct. Enjoy all the games. Enjoy the final week of the season. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.